Hey, thanks for listening to Zero Brightness. If you'd like to hear more and help support the show, you can head to patreon.com slash zero brightness or find links to all our socials at zerobrightness.com. Do you think Chinese Elon Musk, aka Elon Ma, do you think that's a deep fake or a dude who just looks like Elon Musk? That's a deep fake. Yeah, I mean, I think it is too, but I, I want it to be real. Sure. Yeah, deep fakes become real if enough people believe in them. Nano machines. That's, that's my. <laughs> yeah, yeah, speaking. Yeah. Just like the CIA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing with that Chinese Elon Musk. He has the Tesla. He's got the swag. <laughs> he's, yeah. kind of, he's kind of a total package if it is real. I want to believe, mm-hmm. and that's kind of rare for me. <laughs> I'm more of a, oh, I have the I want to believe X-Files poster right there. Nice. But despite that, it's rare. I'm more of a skeptic. I, th- I think a Chinese Elon Musk would be too powerful. Yeah. I mean... He'd I'm sh- actually fall through. I'm sure like the, whoever, the, <laughs> yeah. whoever the CEO of Tencent really is like... That guy's like the Chinese Elon Musk. How many social credits do you think he has? <laughs> All of them, dude. He yeah, run- he, he's the richest social credit he person runs in the bank, dude. Dude, Xi Jinping, number one, <laughs> number two, oh, Chinese wait. Elon Ma. So he's like Piglet to his, you know, Winnie the Pooh or something. Yeah, sure. I, I think I think Chinese Elon Musk is real. Mm-hmm. So you can't tell me shit. Fuck you. Fuck you both. Anyone in the Discord? <laughs> Come through. <laughs> yeah, tell me. If anyone's done the deep, hard research <laughs> on this. Yeah, I want to see the data. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, like people, you know, people are showing that like you can tell someone has like a face filter on by going like this. Like you wave your hand. Oh, and, really? You wave your hand in front of your face and it'll like glitch. Mm-hmm. There's like at least one frame where I'll just go like, it'll like stutter. Mm-hmm. Someone needs to get up in Elon Ma's face and fucking wave that hand around and see if we get that <laughs> stutter, baby. <laughs> this is important shit. You know, and Metal Gear Solid too. The Campbell, he could have waved his hand in front of his face, right. and that would have solved. That would have saved us a lot of problems. That's true. Segway, 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 segui. So, this is part two of the Kojima episodes that Josh and I started. Josh, welcome back. Hey, uh, congr- back. Congr- congratulations! You Long got engaged. Time. I did. I in, did get engaged yeah. in like uh, adjacent to a helicopter ride, which is very Metal Gear Solid. Of yeah. You. We were yeah. talking about the LZ and Pequod and all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's very sick. And you brought this motherfucker. <laughs> so this is Christian. Christian, say hi. First of all, <laughs> I just wanted to hang out with my boy after he got back from Hawaii. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then we are, Ollie and I already recorded all day. Yeah. So. So we don't like each other anymore. I'm pretty pissed off. Yeah, you already quit. Yeah, exactly. Well, so I should explain this. You are... Josh's longtime bandmate in the band uh-huh. Serac, which I plugged last episode, but I'll plug again. You're the bass player and vocalist in that uh-huh. band, songwriter, important person in Serac. Debatable. And then more recently, <laughs> you joined Another Heaven. So now you're important person in uh-huh. <laughs> Another Heaven. I'm trying to get kicked out of both by the end of this. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you're definitely not going to get kicked out of Another Heaven. Let's go. <laughs> We're rowdy, dude. Dude, job security is scarce. <laughs> Yeah, man. It's a worker's market. But point <laughs> point being, I was just trying to chill. And you got, and roped, I've got, you a, got roped into this. Now I've got a microphone in front of my face yeah. talking about anime but inside. It, may, it makes sense, though, because you, I gave you a PS3, and I gave you a bunch of Metal Gear shit, and you played through all of it. Yes. And I was not expecting that. So, and 
fairly recently. So you can check us when we're wrong. You can be like, no, yeah, I, I just did this and you, you suck. My one credit to this is on the last one, there was something you talked about in Metal Gear Solid 4. I don't remember what it was. I just remember it was wrong and nerd raging. <laughs> it's No, he doesn't do it! Solid Snake doesn't die! Something like that. But it's so, four, so it doesn't count. Yeah. It's the worst one. Okay, I, I was going to ask, are, are you like a four fan? Nah, four blows, okay. dude. I want like a four fan to get in my face, but nobody took the bait. Weirdly. Four chan? Yeah, weirdly, because, yeah. okay, so that last episode is one of the most popular episodes of the show, like, in terms of plays. Like, it's one I mean, of the obviously, highest. Yeah, yeah obviously. Obviously. Josh is obviously. on it, dude. Yeah, exactly. But, like, usually when that happens, I get some randos sending me hate mail. No mm-hmm. hate mail for that episode. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I didn't tell anyone to, like, shoot cops or <laughs> say a bunch of inflammatory leftist shit, which is normally what I get, like, hate mail for. Well, people... So, Metal Gear is, like, is very political, I feel like. But we didn't, we didn't go, you know, we just pointed out the, you know, the, the Q shit. Yeah. Um, we were talking about how it, yeah, it kind of presages Q. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting too that like the politics of it are obviously really goofy and wonky, but it does to me seem to have the bent of like satirizing American politics. Like if I had to put a a name or a position to it, I'd be like, this does feel like a satire of American politics, at least like a Japanese guy doing it through the lens of like Tom Clancy and all this like goofy American like spy thriller shit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And like Big Boss, you know, like waging a bloody like campaign in the name of like, you know, good. Right. Like, I mean, that's, you know, that's very American. We're Mm -hmm. like, we're the good guys, but we're also going to kill everything. Right. But it's also funny that it doesn't go full like jokester slash like Joker level, like Metal Gear Rising (laughs) does, like with the last boss where it's like, which weirdly is like very prescient because he's basically just Trump. And he just, like, says Trump shit. But then it's also with, like, um, oh, fuck, that game. It's, like, a FromSoft game where you play the president and he, like, pilots a giant mech robot. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is this, like, a JRPG? No, it's an action game. It's, like, a robot action game. And you play the president. And it's just, like, kind of just, like, a big joke on, like, American politics. Like, yeah, you guys are all just, like, dumbasses. But it also (laughs) is, is like, Armored Core, the one that they made, like, four of? It's no, it's just there's only one. Fuck, I should, standalone. I don't know where my fucking phone is. Hold on. Dude, Joe Biden is power walker. <laughs> exactly. But this is like, it came out. Can I rip on Biden? Is that allowed? Oh, dude. Yeah. Is oh that. Dude, I had <laughs> multiple. Sure once, I want to be clear. I got hate mail for one episode from multiple people because I said people should shoot the police. Okay, yeah. So you're not going to out psycho me. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. Um,. God, what, but anyway, like the, those games, like Metal Gear Rising and this um, FromSoft game that I'm desperately trying to find the name of. Future Ali here. Unbelievably, I never come up with the name of this game, but it's Metal Wolf Chaos. Uh, it's on Steam if you want to play it. Just wanted to say that. They just kind of treat it as a big joke. It's like, oh yeah, like if Dick Cheney had like a fucking Mecca Walker, <laughs> this is this would be that. And it's like pretty goofy and like hilarious. But like in Metal Gear, there's at least like some sort of attempt at like seriousness in in within the context of like a pretty like over the top like Gonzo sort of story. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So I don't know. The, the political aspect of it is weird, but 
I, th- I think part of it too is it's like the like idea of like conspiracy. It's like we view it through such a Western like Glenn Beck, Alex Jones type of lens that when you see someone not from America do it, you're like, oh, these other people think some of this stuff too. Right. Bizarre. <laughs> or that like people from outside America would have a comment on yeah. that. That might be like insightful or like useful or something. Cause it does seem like, I think in America it just feels like so fucking dumb and annoying. It's like back pain or something. It's like our mm. national back pain. It's like, this is so fucking annoying that I wake up some days and my back hurts. Like, yeah. why would anyone else care about my back pain? Sure. You know? Yeah. But it's like, no, this, this one like affects everybody. Cause mm-hmm. like people, yeah. yeah. And, and Japan and America have a very like, you know, almost like tied to each other kind of brotherly history Recent history, which yeah. is weird. From post-World War II. Yes. Yeah. Very, you know, we, I feel like there's a lot of that Metal Gear where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, they attacked us, we bombed the shit out of them, <laughs> uh-huh. and they rebuilt really fast by like almost adopting some of, you know, America's um, more conservative policies. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously investing in tech really heavily. But um yeah, just a weird, you know, we're very connected, I guess, is my point. Well, yeah, and I, and I actually talked about this in one episode. I don't remember which one, so good luck, y'all. But uh, there's one episode where I was talking about how, like, post-World War II is super important in video games because it influenced, like, a bunch of anime that influenced a bunch of video games. So, like, post-World War II Japan, the whole, like, rebuilding of Japan, Japan being, like, a total, like, wasteland for a little bit and then rebuilding really quickly and having this weird, like, yeah like paternalistic you know protector in the form of like Mm -hmm. you know america and all that shit like really ended up impacting a bunch of art that ended up impacting a bunch of video games and like kojima is kind of like one of the most impacted by that because like clearly the dude fucking loves all that like 80s mecha shit and like neon genesis evangelion and all that shit and that's the stuff that i think was most heavily influenced by like that like Japanese that era of like Japanese stuff for so, sure yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah giant mechs I mean I mean in literally in Metal Gear they fire nukes I mean yeah. you don't even have to do the metaphor of giant mechs are weapons of mass destruction right. they literally have the nukes so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um yeah so we didn't get any hate mail for talking about politics which probably because for some reason we're really reasonable when we talk about it you know, yeah, I'm a hardcore conservative, so I think I, uh, mm. I, I even it out, you know, yeah. with you dirtbag leftists. <laughs> True. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I think I speak for all of us when I say, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> I, I get behind the let's go, Brandon. That's, I'm, <laughs> that's funny as fuck. I'm yeah, in the dark that, Brandon. Do you guys fuck with dark Brandon? What's Hunter Biden? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I is, fuck with Hunter Biden. Brandon. He is dark Brandon. He really is. Dude. Well, he's also cool as fuck. Duh. Smoking crack in a in a what is it isolation tank or whatever yeah, yeah, in rehab yeah. that's uh-huh. cool behavior, dude. Hell yeah, I don't make the rules, no, the, dude. You know, absolutely goes against the the like idea of an isolation tank <laughs> to, 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 <laughs> yeah. to smoke crack in it. Yeah, the whole idea is like, I, let me like reduce all stimulus. Let me just, <laughs> however, let me jack up the stimulus a little bit too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, can you imagine? Because, like, okay, here, I've talked about this before on the show. I did smoke crack one time, and oh, what I did after big. I smoked Hell crack, yes. I ran around the block for, like, a long time. Because I was like, I, dude, I have way too much energy. I have to burn this off. Mm-hmm. So, like, the thought of just, like, chilling 
in an isolation tank. It's insane. I mean, that's maybe he like got the stimulation from filming himself, where he was just like, "Oh yeah," you know. But like, I think he's just on a higher plane. True. I think his brain is on some like Zen Buddhist level shit, mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, I can smoke crack and sit in a little isolation tub. So sort of like, and probably you- just think about like. Having sex with prostitutes. Right, right, right. So and so trying like, to make my dad happy. in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so it's and his like, dad still loves him. <laughs> it's like if you have ADHD and you take stimulants, it evens you out. Yeah. He's like kind of like, so he can smoke crack. Yeah, I guess, yeah. It right? computes. It computes. Yeah. I'm thinking about it now. This, I did, I was having a laugh today thinking about Joe Biden as Solidus Snake. Oh, In the giant yeah. like weaponized Dr. Octopus suit. Yes. But then just like not knowing where he is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, falling over. Yeah. Where'd I go, man? <laughs> get your word straight, Jack. <laughs> yeah. He does say Jack a lot. That, that tracks. Hey. Yeah. Dude, Thank the you. prophecy continues to be fulfilled. Dude, I, I sincerely want Dan Crenshaw, I think this is the guy's name, who has a. Oh, the eye patch? Who has yeah. an eye patch to run for president so we can. <laughs> get the Kojima verse. I mean, mm-hmm. that, I I don't care. I have no stake anymore in this shit. It's just, <laughs> we're fucked. Yeah. So if I can get that, I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> if I can get a representative that unknowingly cosplays. That looks kind of like a, a clone of Big Boss. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it. I'll fucking take it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Or like if we can just get like giant robots crashing through like government buildings. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah get a few down if you know what i'm saying yeah yeah <laughs> yeah if the if the future includes um you know yeah any sort of robots that are are giant robots from japan then i'll i'll take all the all the terribleness that we will have to suffer through <laughs> yeah with. yeah i mean i guess my point is more that like if i run the risk of being stepped on by a giant robot so do a bunch of cops and politicians and my oh, yeah. my Fair my game. clearly stated platform is more dead cops, more dead politicians. Hell yeah! <laughs> Do you think the end of Metal Gear Solid Two helped or hindered gentrification in Manhattan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, helped for sure. You think so? Okay. Well, do you remember when they burnt down a bunch of shit here? Like mm-hmm. what? Was, yeah. What was it replaced by? Condos, better dude. like and better versions of the businesses that were already there. Like, what, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and all the all the actual like neighborhood businesses. It just went away. Like my yeah. my liquor store that got burned down. There's no. It's just not there anymore. Yeah. But the fucking what you call it across the street, the AutoZone yeah. is a better version of the old AutoZone. It's just a nicer. Auto they had zone. An, yeah. They had yeah. an excuse to just build the what they should have been updating probably anyways. Mm-hmm. Well, that was like the the two biggest bummers about a bunch of shit on East Lake Game burnt down, which is where all that shit happened. And it's, it was super hard to talk about this as it was happening because people were we're really trying to defend that like any form of protest is valid. And my position was like, whatever, like, okay, halos, man. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't really care, but I used to live on East Lake and I used to have a business on East Lake. I used to have a studio on East Lake. And I'll tell you this, a bunch of those buildings have illegal tenants in the top floors. So when you burn down a building, the registry doesn't say that people live there but people live there. Yeah. Like they're just like illegally renting 
a, a place, you know? And like, I don't know, a lot of people who've never been like really poor or like a total freak show, like don't know that like there's lots of people just giving a guy money to live somewhere and it's like not legal, you know, because mm-hmm. like he doesn't have a license. None of this is documented or on the books or anything. And people just do it because it usually is cheaper like a lot cheaper. Like we used to illegally rent a house in a very nice neighborhood for $1,200 a month. And like that place by any legitimate standard, if it was being rented would have been three grand plus, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, a bunch of those buildings like, well, there's a bunch of homeless people now, like for sure. And people who are, who have no rights basically because they were renting illegally and the place that they were technically squatting just got like burned down. But The other thing was that like, there's this whole push in the city. It's called the 2040 plan. People don't live in Minneapolis. Don't fucking know about this, but like they're trying to just like rapidly gentrify the whole city and overdevelop the whole city. The biggest thing standing in the way is property owners who don't want to sell and have their buildings torn down. If you, if a building gets destroyed for them, they're just going to fold and it'll just get flipped into whatever. So when that was all going down, it was like Jacob Fry is like coming (laughs) so hard right now all the people all the council members who like fucking love the 2040 plan are coming are filling their silk underwear with cum (laughs) at the thought of this because like all like all of this work just got done for them and the only actual cool thing that happened was they burned down a police precinct that was fucking sick probably the coolest thing that's ever happened in minneapolis uh everything else was a bummer like a huge yeah, he, lots yeah. of there was a lot of collateral damage for that like victory you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, a lot of yeah yeah there's a lot of probably shit that that nobody either talks about or knows about that will probably happen as a result of that yeah stuff. but um I don't know there's enough there's both people on both sides that are obviously going to argue that that was the worst thing that's ever happened and people will say you know that was a good thing or that was the best thing that's ever happened so, yeah for sure yeah yeah it's just like yeah. Anyway, it was probably comparable to like a Metal Gear just like stomping on East Lake, I think. <laughs> Antifa Metal Gear. <laughs> Black Block Metal Gear. <laughs> Dude, Blackwater Metal Ooh. Gear. Um, okay, so last episode, we started talking about Kojima games and we started going in reverse order, kind of accidentally, and it was cool. So let's keep doing that. And let's talk about Metal Gear Solid 3. Wait, so you're going to skip over Peace Walker? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> we don't really need, we don't need to talk about it a lot, but I I liked it a lot. I don't know. Did you like it? I put yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's basically um, it's the mobile. It's the one that came out for the PSP, right? Oh for the PSP, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I didn't have any. It's of those. basically the uh, the predecessor to five because um, it's very in a way just because of the base building. So you build mother base. And literally, they just took that whole mini game kind of part of it okay. and shifted that to five. But the gameplay, the rest of the gameplay is very arcadey. And for a Metal Gear game, that was really fun just to like drop in and out of missions really quick and just be like, here's this one level that's like you can run it in like less than five minutes or maybe even less than that, some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and just it was like arcade stealth, which was really cool. I liked it. I've only played it. Once the story's fine, uh, the cutscenes are very, um, they're animated. Yeah. And they're pretty cool. Um, you could probably just watch it on YouTube and it would be one of those that you can experience that way and probably have a good time with it. 
I like it a lot. Uh, and then five obviously comes kind of comes out of that, but, um, fucking, we already covered four, right? So yeah. I guess I, 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 uh, we skipped it last time. So, okay, let's, let's move on to three. Three is where the real meat is. Yeah. So three is kind of my dark horse pick for like my favorite in the series. And, yeah. uh, cause like, I feel like weird saying that, but it kind of has been since it came out, like my favorite metal gear game. Uh, and especially because we're kind of talking about in the context of horror games and like horror elements in Kojima games. And I think two, you know, one and two have a lot, especially two, like with that whole crazy end sequence, like is very like psychedelic, like horror. But three, I think actually does that stuff the best in the series. Like, I think the boss fights in three are just so cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And cinematic and have so many like touches that I think later when horror games actually got to the point of being very cinematic, some of it was like, oh, this kind of reminds me of like, like there's that one, like when you're in the river with all the like ghosts. Yeah. Sorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. And even just like crazy concept and and works mm-hmm. so well because yeah. Yeah. However many people you kill during the game, you have to wade through this river with them coming at you and sucking your life force or yeah. you know, your soul. And, and so like, yeah, really what we talked about last time, the, um, you know, mechanics and story, like playing off of each other and it really does a good job of that yeah exactly and like i feel like every boss is just some version of that like my favorite boss was always the end yeah just because it's like it's so cool because like the whole game has this much more tense vibe because you don't have the radar and like so when you're out in the field on any difficulty you don't have the radar no, in three you don't have a radar. Oh shit! Seriously, I mm-hmm. forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, you have like a like AP sensor, so if you're like by oh, a guard, that's... it'll start vibrating or beeping. Yeah, okay. but you have to like have that as your item. You have to have. I that forgot equipped. about that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it is so sick. And like when it came out, because like one of my big beefs with two is that it's really easy. Mm-hmm. And like I felt like coming from one, which is a pretty hard game, like two was really jarring. And like three, I think found a nice balance where like if you play it at the lower difficulties, it's not very hard, but it's still kind of tense because you don't know what's coming next because you can't just look at your radar. But on the higher difficulties, it's like fucking hard and it's like scary because you're like actually creeping around like I don't want to get caught right now, dude. Yeah. And like yeah. I think like some of the boss fights also incorporate that in a really cool way. And like the end, like it being this like sniper battle and you're out in the woods and all that. It's like so fucking cool, dude. Yeah, that's a that's like a high point for that game. I remember we when you were you were playing through it and you got to yeah. that point, we had we had a very long conversation about that <laughs> boss battle in particular because it's just it's such a fucking standout like moment for I think for any any boss in a yeah. game. I remember um, my buddy in high school was playing it and he had uh, he got mono <laughs> and he was playing three when he had mono and he was like playing it and he was having these you know kind of coming in and out of uh, you know just like a fever kind of dream <laughs> feeling right and um i think he like put it down and uh if you put it down for a while the end just dies yeah and yeah. uh and he went back to it and he was like wait what did i beat this and i don't remember it like yeah he was it, he was very confused and it was like the perfect like kojima thing where it's just like fucking with somebody but you know obviously he was he had some uh, health issues that were <laughs> You know, uh, hallucinated he, playing the game. Yeah, heightening that a little bit. So maybe that's, you know, that's not all he's doing. So, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think three has a great balance in like a lot of aspects, but definitely in terms of like 
Kojima being Kojima, but not to an extent where it's like overbearing or wouldn't be fun to play. Like I've heard stories about production where it's like he wanted the end fight to be two weeks long. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or like hearing about stuff where it's like, ooh, if you die, like how can we make the CD disintegrate or something like that? Just wild (laughs) shit like that. Where that somebody has to be like, all right, um, no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I feel like, you know, working with Kojima, he seems like he's like a young prince or something. And you have to like appease him, but also (laughs) gently push back and be like, that's a very cool idea that the game deletes itself when you die. However, I don't think players would really appreciate or have a good time with that. Yeah, And hope he doesn't like throw a hissy fit or something. Yeah, it's almost like he's never played a game before himself. Or like (laughs) just making unreasonable demands about the gameplay experience. Right. It's like, yeah. Because... Yeah, the the disc disintegrate. I, I remember reading that too. Um, I can't remember what you know context it was, but it was just insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but like, I think like yeah, three in terms of like story too, where it's like two is just such a like convoluted clusterfuck. Uh-huh. Like three is like a nice like tight things happen and they have consequences character do things and events happen because of them yeah it's like not just some kind of like incoherent yeah i agree one and three experience yeah one and three are super tight Mm -hmm. plot wise Mm -hmm. it's beginning middle end my favorite part about three is the you know virtuous mission versus like the snake eater mission because you just you like fail right at the beginning right and so brutal and yeah i don't know three is three is very tight it feels like a james bond movie mm-hmm. um and like one it's yeah one one and three are very much like this is a hollywood movie with anime influences and two feels like this is an anime with hollywood influences and it just goes off the fucking rails yeah yeah the thing with three, too, though, is that oh, I say two. The thing with three <laughs> as well. Also. Also. <laughs> the thing about three that I really like is that the like story, the way it's presented as like a video game story is very simple and it's very straightforward. But then like all the weird shit happens while you're playing the game. And so all the really cool, memorable parts of the game are like weird things that happen while you're playing it. And that's why I think of it like in relation to horror games or even why I liked it so much because I think it's much cooler when a game is like letting you play and experience some weird cool psychedelic shit rather than just like showing it to you and that was like my big beef with 2 was 2 was like look how crazy this is and I was like okay but I'm bored like I'm bored right now (laughs) oh I tranked all the enemies in first person view and now I walked to the other area (laughs) yeah whereas like 3 it's like they they include all that weird shit and like yeah even the fact that the end can die or that you can kill him way earlier in the game and like yeah yeah and it's like just little things like that or like you know when you're booting up the game and they're like telling you initially about all the survival stuff it's like oh i have to eat rats like that's fucking weird but it's like that's cool and so i think that like that's a lot more powerful like i say all the time on the show like i like that kind of like environmental storytelling or like i like stuff that happens while you're playing the game and three is just like a banger of a game yeah. you know and they put all this cool weird shit 
in the game so that you don't have to lean as heavily on the story. Because yeah, the story is just like 60s spy thriller shit. And it's fine. But it's like the best 60s. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's yeah. a really good version of oh, that. Yeah. It, the if they, made, if they made a movie, I feel like that would be, you know, that would do very well. Right. Like that pachinko machine or whatever is the yeah. most popular thing, the most popular machine in like Japan, which makes sense. It's like so old school, just Hollywood shit. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's, um, similar to one where it's just like oh every boss is cool yeah like well, the designs are all cool uh, the gameplay design is cool it's like you're invested in like I remember like in 4 like the beauty and the beast they die and then you just like hear some like diatribe about their story you never gave a shit about yeah you're know, like this sucks dude yeah. yeah, that's yeah. like I don't know. He's a he, Kojima's frustrating because his games go between having like really good game design and mm-hmm. really bad game design. Because like like four, I think is a failure. Not to keep harping on this, <laughs> but like I think four is a failure because it like doesn't really care about being a video game, and it's just sort of like a a bucket full of ideas. Sure. Yeah. And so it's just there's so much shit in it that it, it doesn't care about the experience of playing a video game, and that's like. We talked about in the last episode, but that's why I was so psyched about um, Death Stranding, because Death Stranding feels like that, but done well, because it has just as many ideas in it as four, and they're better. Yeah, thank God. But it's also like a fun game to play, and cool things happen while you're playing the game. Yeah, you and can it, enact those yeah, ideas through the gameplay. Exactly, yeah. and even like in that game, I didn't give a shit about a story, the story until the second half, and then I was like super deep in it. But initially, I was like, this is, this is dumb. Like, what? And then suddenly, I was like, I care about everything. <laughs> you know? But, like, yeah, like, uh, it's sometimes his stuff has that design problem. And three is just so good in that, like, it just kind of breezes past the story moments so that you can get to these cool gameplay moments. And, like, that game to me always felt like a boss rush where you're just going from boss to boss. Cause even though it's not, but it's just like, those are the highlights. Sure. Like, yeah. That's like the coolest shit that happens, you know? Yeah, it, it really, yeah. The, the, those are the big story moments are the bosses. And in contrast to 4, uh, and even 2, like you said, 2, uh, replaying it recently, like the bosses do um, fall short. Except yeah. for Fat Man. I love Fat Man. <laughs> Dude, Fat Dead Cell sucks. Dead Cell does suck. Fortune sucks. Sorry, dorks. <laughs> yeah. Fortune I mean, sucks. Vamp is fine. Um, is it? Vamp, dude, vamp sucks. Two dude. sucks. Okay, I'll just flat out say it. My, <laughs> it's a hot take. I think two is garbage. My take on two has always been the same. Was that he wanted to make the end of Evangelion. He wanted to make this meta fucking thing where he he dogged on the players and tried to make everybody like feel like they got their brains hijacked or whatever but it's just boring and it's bad and it's dumb the only good part is when you're freaking out near the end and the dude's calling you and saying all that wacky shit that is fucking cool yes and if the game had had more of that and less of just like bad recreations of Metal Gear Solid 1 it you know it would be a a banger but it's not I I agree and I disagree as well I mean yeah two is it, it only works as a remix of one yeah and the the bosses yeah a lot of them suck um i like the i like the story i also like the gameplay more than you i think um Mm -hmm. i i think the gameplay fucking slaps Mm -hmm. the like one is one is really hard to all the like things that you 
that at least that I kind of come to associate with Metal Gear um, kind of are into like right. dragging bodies around and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, sure. Dragging Dragon bodies, body. Metal Gear, like <laughs> fucking JPEG Mafia. <laughs> like that's what I think of when I think of Metal Gear. I think of like grabbing a body and like disposing of it you know yeah. and that that's what and that came about in two and well so i can't yeah. i can't separate that from, from yeah you know i th- i mean a big part of that is also like when the game came out it was like you know a real technical showcase of like right what you could do and like shooting like an ice bucket and watching ice melt in real time like whoa blew my <laughs> first grade mind all over the <laughs> yeah. all over the wall so it's like yeah it's sick Going back and playing it in today, it is a bit more of like, all right, first person shooter mode, and okay, trank the guy. Yeah, well, the, the thing <laughs> is, it holds up. But. The thing is that I think that everything in the game works insanely well. Like when you first play that game, the first section of it where you're Solid Snake. Like, okay, at the time there was a big misconception that the game sucked when you took over as Raiden because Raiden sucks and Solid Snake is cool. That's actually not correct. I think what people were experiencing was that all the systems in the game, like the controls, the things you can do, the way all the weapons work, the way all the systems work are like perfect, but the game just doesn't force you to use them in the way that like Metal Gear Solid did. Like in Metal Gear Solid, you felt like you were in survival mode where it's like everything I have, I have to use to survive. In two, on normal difficulty, it didn't feel that way. And you had to jack it up way high to the point where the game just wasn't fun anymore to even get any sort of like jolt from it. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I think what people are experiencing, like me and like a lot of other people who played the game when it came out, because I was in like middle school when the game came out. And like, what, like when I play that game, it's like the first section, you're just so hyped that like the controls are awesome. The weapons are awesome. The game looks amazing. And like you're so hyped and then when you get to the part where you're riding like it just kind of like wears off and especially because like riding's environments are so bland and like lifeless looking that you're just like it just hits you all of a sudden that you're like oh this this is the rest of the game it doesn't get better I played the best part already except for the end where it gets kind of cool and like that's it and it's just like I get so depressed every time I play Metal Gear Solid 2. And to be clear, for a game that I don't like, I've probably played it like <laughs> eight or nine times all the way through see, because there's something really deeply wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> I See, I, I disagree. Um, I like to... I think that... Uh, I, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. The Big Shell is not Shadow Moses. It's just fucking not. Yeah. Right. I like the Big Shell. I like playing around on it. It does feel... You're right, though. It does not feel like survival mode. It feels like, let's have fun. Let's mess around with these guards, get their dog tags. Let's collect all the dog tags just because they, they told it, he told us to do that. Right. Like, it does feel like a playground. The big shell feels like a playground. It's not oppressive. You're slipping around on fucking bird shit. Like, it, it's fun. Yeah. And that's what I kind of like about it. But you're right. Atmospherically, to pales in comparison. For That's sure. why I thought about like to go back to like five. It's like for how much like fun this is to play when you realize it's like I'm either in like rocky Afghanistan or kind of like a little foresty Africa, and that's the entire game. Yes, where it's like there's no character to the setting really. 
And we talked about it last time, but like my experience with five was like getting into it, being like, this is awesome, playing like 20 ish hours, and just it wasn't even a hard decision. I was like, I'm done. I'm good. Like, I played enough. I grinded the fuck out of five. Yeah, same. I I played the fuck out of five as well. Um, But you're right about the settings. That's something that I was kind of bummed about. I remember there's like one point where you're like, you go to a mansion. To like rescue code talker in five. I'm like, oh, this is like a little uh this is a level. Chain, chain, yeah, little, this is a fucking level. Ooh, indoors? What a little change of scenery. Yeah. And then that I'm was saying, it. Man, that's what I'm fucking saying. But yeah, I mean, like Shadow Moses is dope. Mm-hmm. Russian Forest, sick as hell. Big Shell, not that cool. Not in cool. comparison. And then yeah, it's like they have these quote unquote wacky characters, but like their boss fights aren't cool or memorable or exciting. So to me, it's like, well... In two or five? In two. Gotcha. It's like, that's what I'm going to remember is like that the boss fight wasn't that cool. So like Vamp, it's like the first time you see it, I remember talking to my friends like at lunch the next day, like, so there's vampires like in, <laughs> in the Metal Gear world and us like having that conversation. But then like, that's like as, as thrilling as it gets because like the boss fight isn't cool or memorable. But he's by. So, so representation. So, so we love it. We love it. But well, hey, also on that topic, this, I mean, this also plays in, I think the, uh, the homoeroticism of three blows two out of the water. Yeah, for sure. It's like hot daddy snake versus oh, like you get a little true. androgynous riding who, you know, he's naked, but it's like seeing the, uh, ocelot simping for, Big boss. <laughs> That's stuff I can get into. Yeah, and there's that. Weird, I like that. There's that Colonel Volgan shit too. Yeah, he's always touching everyone's crotch. Yeah, he's re- yeah the the, uh, the a lot of dick, dick touching grabbing. in three. Yeah, the and, t- and his like the, the whole series actually. Yeah, a bit. Yeah. The torture scenes in three are pretty erotic too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's I think that like you know you make a good point. I think <laughs> I think Thank that you. You made such a good point. <laughs> the weird sexual stuff sometimes it lands and sometimes it doesn't because he does get kind of like weirdly BDSM with it, but it's like not BDSM. Psychomantis. Yeah. It's not BDSM, <laughs> it's like people like in war. That's why like we talk about 5 like 5 has a bunch of foul shit cuz it's like, oh, like if someone gets ca- like if a woman gets captured in war and sexually assaulted, that's that's not. Don't do that. That's, you know what I mean? But then like, you know, if it's like two guys grabbing each other's junk because they love each other and they kiss, they winky kiss, like that's cool. <laughs> well, I think is cool. And I think this happens more so in Peace Walker. You can kind of like choose your own adventure in terms of how gay you want to get. Okay. So it's like in the same vein that it's like if you want to do like a non-lethal run, you can actually, <laughs> you can make that a part of your... uh Yes. And to use the most annoying word of this year, your praxis, yeah, you can yeah. do that. And if you want to like, ooh, I want to like get in the box with Master Miller. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah. That can be arranged. Nice. You know? That's pretty sick. So, it's like, so there's like a dating sim component. Kind in of. Peace Walker, yeah, you get in the love oh, box. Okay. There was some weird shit too with um, Paws in Peace Walker. <laughs> Let, let's not yeah. go down yeah, that. Yeah, see that I don't like. Let's take a couple steps. We'll press, we'll press oh. pause on that discussion. <laughs> he, but that's a, that, like to your point, he does throw in some of that weird anime shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, and it is like, all right, is this... Does this make sense? Is this cool? 
um, like with quiet, like you were saying, like yeah. her, her whole story is that she gets captured by big boss. She has like Stockholm syndrome and like has a crush or something, you know, there's some sort of romantic relationship between them. Why? Right. They have, they can't talk to each other. There's really no reason. And then, uh, she's half naked the whole time, the whole time. And then her story culminates with like, you know, her being almost raped by uh, a couple of soldiers. And right. it's like, what the fuck, man? Like, mm-hmm. You need was, to do a little bit better than that. It was so unnecessary. And yeah, so some of the like, like thinking about the homoerotic stuff where it's like some of that too hits weird. Yeah, women in his games, it's always weird and bad. But with the homoerotic stuff, a lot of it, it's, some of it scans as like Top Gun because he loves <laughs> Top Gun. You know, oh yeah, yeah. He, he was loves on fucking Insta yeah. about the new Top oh, Gun. Oh, was he really? He yeah. loves Top Gun, and it's like, <laughs> like the original Top Gun, like the homoeroticism. It's just fun. It's just like you know, guys, guys, guys having, in the sand, dude. Guys having a good High time on the beach volleyball. And then so sometimes like it comes off like that, and then other times it's like, well, why are they torturing each other? <laughs> That's not fun. That's not cute. To little, some people, little volleyball, a little torture. Yeah, but yeah, like a non-consensual. <laughs> oh, that type. Yeah, actual <laughs> torture, like called NATO torture, war like, crimes, war crimes. Like yeah, like that that stuff. It it's in there too. And it's weird. Two, two is weird about that. And I also think Raiden is a weird character because Raiden, all anyone was fixated on, including the characters in the game, was that he was very feminine looking. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he's a classic, emotionally distant man child. He's a dude, bro. Like, he's such a dude. But then, like, he looks effeminate. And so everyone is just, like, fixated on that. And that's just, like, such a weird thing. I don't know. Well, I guess a good, like, yeah. stand-in for the game where it's, like, most people who aren't, like, emotionally developed like that. It's like, oh, you're, like, you know, how should I phrase this? <laughs> <laughs> take your time. Yeah, yeah let's take see. it slow. Take don't it slow. get kicked out of both bands with one <laughs> sentence. Yeah. It's, like... Part of being like a man child is that you're emotionally distant. Right. Where it's like the things that like at first glance you don't like about Ryan. It's like, oh, I'm not playing as like hot daddy snake. I'm this weird little like effeminate boy man. Mm-hmm. But he's also like not able to open up about feelings. He has narcissistic yeah. tendencies. Where well, you're like, can't remember his girlfriend's birthday. Right. Well, let's pump the brakes. <laughs> or what country he's from? Weird detail at the end. He's blocked all of that out. Yeah. Really. <laughs> that, oh God. Because uh, I think the whole point of Raiden was to be like, this dude sucks. Yeah. But like, see. In a metal way though. Here's you know? the thing though. Now, allow me to say the worst sentence that anyone's ever said to you. Bring um, it on. Have you seen the anime Neon Genesis Evangelion? <laughs> That's my fucking guy right there, dude. Okay, that's the longest. That, yeah, dude, you just floating in my brain. Okay, dude, it's a fucking banger, uh, banger theme song. But so, okay, like I think the whole game is really just like a riff on that anime. Walk me down that. Well, so okay, so. That anime, the creator, Hideaki Anno, wanted to make this thing that was, like, criticizing otakus and, like, fans of anime. And so he made, like, the most, like, 
classic type of anime at that time, which was like a giant mecha show starring teenagers. And he made this teenage protagonist who sucks. And he <laughs> sucks really bad. I'll back that. Yeah. And, and like you're supposed to hate him, but then you also are supposed to relate to him so that the show can, can like punish him and by proxy punish you. Yeah. And in like the original punished Shinji. Exactly. Yeah. Punished Shinji, exactly. And like in the end of the sh- there's like two different endings of the show and there's like one ending where it's like he has like a come to Jesus moment and is like I can't be like this anymore. And there's the other ending where he's just punished more. Mm-hmm. But like the thing about Shinji is that like with Shinji you're supposed to like think he's annoying but then also like go on an emotional journey with him so that for the entire middle of the show you think that he's like getting better or like becoming more relatable essentially to you as a viewer and that's why the ending hits so hard because the ending is either like he does get better or he doesn't and it's really depressing so with Raiden it's like it's supposed to be that same thing but Raiden never goes anywhere he never evolves beyond being this weird unlikable cypher he gets a katana dude what are you talking about? He, he fucking gets, picks yeah, up he, the sword. The sword of the knowledge. Blade. Yeah, dude. But do you see what I'm saying? Like, his story doesn't go anywhere. His character doesn't go anywhere. And so, like, to me, it just falls flat because, like, whatever he's trying to say, which, like, side note, like, what is he trying to say? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't land because there's, like, that lack of a journey. And so even, like, like Evangelion, which is like problematic and has a bunch of weird shit and you could dissect for days all the things it does wrong, it at least gets that thing right, where it's like if you want a character to be unlikable, they have to go on a journey. It's the same as fucking like Breaking Bad. I would say like Catcher in the Rye with robots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but even like you, you can look at other things like that with an unlikable person. <laughs> like me? Yeah. An unlikable person? Unlikable protag, Christian. That's uh, dude. <laughs> it's like true. Like you look at Breaking Bad, where it's like, okay, you have like character who like starts off likable, and then he like you know breaks bad. Title uh, roll the credits, and then <laughs> and then like he kind of like dog dog legs back to being cool and then at the end of the show it's like he's the villain he's horrible everyone hates him you hate him and the the biggest catharsis you get is watching him die spoilers yeah i'll probably bleep that out Uh, (laughs) i don't give a shit i'm never gonna watch that dog shit show whoa wait what incorrect (laughs) also worth it just to watch better call Saul, the greatest show like ever yeah 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 bcs baby dude are you an odenkirk head No. Are you? All right, that's the worst sentence that you've ever said. Not yeah, Okay, I'm a proud Odenkirk head, dude. I think anime is against my religion, but Odenkirk, I fucking support. Yeah, that he's, shit, he's dude. the man, dude. Yeah. He's great. All right. <laughs> anyway, the point is that you need to take people on a journey with an unlikable character to make it land, and that doesn't happen with Raiden. Yeah. I don't even think Raiden is like the most unlikable character ever. He's just not much of a character at all. He's just there. Yeah, he doesn't. Um, you're right. There isn't much of a uh, roller coaster for him as far as like becoming more likable and then like shifting mm-hmm. or anything like that. I feel like he is really in service of the plot. Like I don't. I don't think that it is an emotional journey with him. I don't think it was supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be because you learn a lot about him in his life. You do. There, there is a lot of that, um, and I guess so. The takeaway from the end is like you can, you can be whoever you want to be. You can be your own person, I guess. Right. Yeah. Uh, does, but I, I have a hard time, 
you know, arguing that his character, um, you know, embodied that. Right. And that's what I mean. If you want something like that to land, you have to have done the work. And like the ending of that game is absurd. It's so dumb. Like to me watching as someone who just didn't really buy into what was going on. Like it was like, why is there sentimental piano music playing? Why are there like shots of like New York and shit? Like what the fuck? Because is going it's a, on? it's a deconstruction of the fucking, you know, a noir, a neo noir story, dude. You got to read the New York trilogy. Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> yeah. It, but it only works on a plot level. It doesn't work on a character yeah, level. That's what I'm saying. It only works yeah. literally on a genre slash plot level. Cause like that fucking like two is like a Gordian knot of plot. The only way that you can make sense of it is just to fucking cut it. Like it, it doesn't, it's not like one where it's like fucking tight narrative and tight characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like he throws in all this shit, which is just like tropes of this genre. Like the fucking, like the girlfriend that he like, you're he acts like he doesn't know who she is right because it's like almost like an implanted memory or something it not it isn't she was acting as his girlfriend right but it's just this kind of trope of like the the relationship that's like all of a sudden she's on the mission you know and and she is like helping him out as this analyst and it's just this weird trope of this weird relationship that they had where the the actual emotional content and the character content doesn't matter. It's all about the plot and the genre, like yeah. bullet points. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the thing about too that just like sticks with everybody is like, oh wow, this idea was ahead of its time. Which is true. Which all credit, yeah. It's, yeah, and, and I <laughs> always give it credit for, like, its ideas are crazy. Yeah. the whole And all the shit about memes and like... Yeah, we should talk about that for... Wait, did we we kind of covered it last time, but that's that's what hits the hardest. Yeah, the idea of like information as being like genetic or like viral is like insane. Yeah, and it's like okay, that is a crazy piece of writing, you know, and like crazy piece of like ideation. Yeah, that whole the whole speech. I mean, it's an entire speech that the fucking AI and that they give uh, Rose and Campbell, and it's like we don't create content; we create context. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that shit, like I remember, like it's fucking sticks in your brain because it's so good. It, it, now it does because we're living through it. Mm-hmm. it. The fact that there's just this deluge of information that the only way to, you can't censor it. You could try. They, they're trying a little bit. But the only way to really like control it is to to provide a narrative where it makes sense. Right. And so that's what we're dealing with is these like competing narratives. Cause you can like literally fucking at this point, we've just gotten to the thing where I can say, I don't trust you as an institution or an individual. So fuck everything you have to say. I don't believe any of it. Right. And I'm going to believe what this person has to say because for my emotional feelings, that feels right. Right. And it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what the facts are. Yeah. Well, and that's like, I mean the Alex Jones trial. right now is like the craziest shit because it's like literally that is on trial and and you know he's getting railed and it's also (laughs) not going to change anything because he's like washed up in that scene i think the people who were super hard for infowars like five six years ago is now they're on what like ben shapiro fucking tucker carlson like 
Jordan Peterson, like all this other shit. And it's like Alex Jones, the frogs are gay guy. Like you fucking kidding me, dude? No, I've got the, I've got way harder shit now, you know? Infowars has been around for a long ass time. I yeah. like, I, I couldn't even remember it, but until recently, it's like somebody came up to me in college who was like a nine 11 truther and gave me like an Infowars like not a pamphlet, but like, Something with like a, a website on it and was yeah. like, you should go check this out. Hadn't ever talked to the dude. He was like in one of my <laughs> classes. And I remember like kind of getting pissed just because I didn't like people handing me shit on campus, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's an epidemic. Yeah. And and <laughs> that's I just didn't like I didn't like the burden of being handed. I things. see a motherfucker with a clipboard approaching me. I'm like, fuck no, dude. dude. But like if you go like what, Burn what, in what, hell. College, what college did you go to? You have them. Oh, me too. Okay. So like if you walk through like the lawn uh like yeah. the like at the the U of M like East Bank everybody's got some dumb shit to hand you. It's like, do you remember one time some, some, a fucking Hari Krishna gave me a pamphlet and it's like, like you're going to convert me to Hari Krishnaism with a fucking pamphlet, bro. Like I just came from Juma prayer, dude. Like fuck off. Like yeah. that's the weird that I don't know. For some reason that struck, room, me as, yeah, that struck me as real weird, dude. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Do they ever try to sell you a book? Oh yeah. They'll yeah. yeah too, for sure. They'll, they'll yeah. be like, here's this book. It's for free but we would really enjoy a donation. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, no, it was an epidemic. Dude, well, you know, what a lot of people forget is that, um, I forget the name of the guy, um, the guy who made like Waking Life, the director, and he made Skinner Darkly, the rotoscope. Oh, rotoscope. Oh, yeah. uh, fuck. Michael Gondry? Not Michael no. Gondry. It's another dude, but same. Probably French. It's another, another Frenchman. <laughs> French people love animation. Uh, I, I can't remember the dude's name, but um, Alex Jones is in both of those movies. Is yeah. he really? <laughs> yeah, because like, because like the director thought he was like a weird, entertaining guy, and he, and like that was kind of the same era as like you know Daily Show, Colbert Report, that kind of thing. And so people like sort of thought that Alex Jones was doing like a sat tire or like a satirical character and so he's like if you watch waking life there's like a long segment with alex jones and then skinner darkly has a little snippet of it too because skinner darkly which like i love that movie oh fuck yeah yeah i'm not a big fan of waking life but skinner darkly <laughs> i love that movie that movie's amazing yeah and the whole like conspiracy drugged out by like philip k dick like all that shit like it's so good and like they kind of use him as like a scene setting thing and it's like yeah like he, that was a long time ago those are old ass movies and like they like he's in there before it took off as like a thing people were actually watching and actually ingesting. And like, so yeah, I remember seeing people like Infowar bumper stickers and shit, but it would be next to, yeah, like, um, like loose change, like the nine 11 truth or documentary, like oh, yeah, that yeah. bumper sticker. And then some other shit, like, it was always these guys. They all looked the same. They were like six two. They were really skinny. They wore giant uh -oh. um, cargo pants and like baggy flannels and they had like scraggly beards and like shaggy hair. I'm like, damn, four out of five. <laughs> four out of five ain't bad. <laughs> um, but it was like- and Very all, handsome. And they, no, not handsome. They always had like a camcorder. Right, like not a Christian. Nice camcorder. And then they were like obsessed with like 9-11 truth or shit. And that was always their like in to like activism or whatever. But it was always like- activism plus wacky conspiracy shit and so like i think alex jones was like pretty big with those dudes the crossover honestly to me was pretty shocking like when he became like an actual figure you know probably around like 2016 election and it was like suddenly important i was like alex jones 
really like the that guy you know yeah it was it was uh you know it wasn't it was very like safe like haha yes. before that and then all of a sudden it was like oh oh shit like this is this is what people are paying attention to and informing like their political choices i was like oh fuck we're fucked <laughs> <laughs> right exactly <laughs> Oh, the other thing about the 9-11 truther guys, it's kind of totally random. They were all really into like backpacker hip hop. It was like super atmosphere. Yeah. Atmosphere, <laughs> dose one, all that fucking oh, shit. And like they would always, it was always these like sad white guys rapping. And it was just like oh, so insufferable. I hate it when white people rap. I think it should be <laughs> illegal. It's kind of like Only a one cool, at a time. It was a cool thing, like not even dude. <laughs> in that time period where you could just be like, I'm like a weed activist, and then you could like glom all that other shit on there. Be like, I'm a weed activist. I'm about 9/11 truth, and I love atmosphere. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, dude, your personality's like set, dude. And that was just like a chill guy you could be, like, yeah, a decade and a half ago. And they. They always had like crazy access to spaces. That's how I always ended up yeah. knowing these people. Cause like I, you know, I buy weed from them. Well, <laughs> strike that from the record. <laughs> I, I've, I've never bought. Jamie struck that from the record. <laughs> uh, see, said that. Uh, no, no CBD <laughs> for me. It was that um, uh, <laughs> I only did weirder drugs at that time. Um, no, like for me, it was just cause like I'm a musician and I always wanted access to spaces. Totally. And yeah. so it would always be like, we're looking for a place to play or shoot a video or record or rehearse. And always be like, that guy's like, yeah, I rent the top floor of an old church. You guys can play in there. It's like, oh, what do you do up there? And it's like, well, masturbate. Yeah, I have one computer set up to edit my conspiracy videos, and probably mostly just just cranking, yeah. cranking down <laughs> cranking on, on ye old hog, grinding and cranking. I remember yeah. at my kind of local this type of spot. It was just like drug dealers, but they'd have one kind of like chubby homie who played bass in like pop punk bands. Yeah. So you'd go buy weed and be like, dude, we should like jam. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. well, I'm running an errand already. I might as well try and like lay down some riffs here. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like smoking weed, trying to like play along to a pop punk song. You're like, I had to quit smoking weed. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> this fucking sucks, dude. That's, what, Fuck, that's dude. what they were talking about with the gateway shit with weed. With <laughs> yeah, yeah. Specifically that. The actual yeah. worst outcome is pop punk. <laughs> oh my God, never. Not even once. Not even once, Do you dude. Remember? Yeah, with meth, not even once. Pop yeah. punk, not even once, dog. Dude, I'd rather, I'd rather smoke meth and watch Waking Life than play pop punk. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very unchill, but I agree. Yeah. Also. Also, full agreement. Well, shit. How should we wrap up uh, two and all that, the nonsense ending, or should we should we move on to one? Well, yeah. What? What? Okay. Well, two. Okay. So two. Like I said, I have overall negative feelings, but I also think it's cool because like the ending is not the end end, but the ending like gameplay part where it's all psychedelic and weird, and the dude yeah. is like calling you and saying crazy shit. That's cool. That's like good horror gaming. Like, also, the soundtrack at that part is like bumping. very cool. A plus. Yeah. So like, there's the like design. set pieces and cool things near the end of the game that fucking bang, and it's like that's why it's so frustrating to me because it's like the best things about his games and the worst things about his games all mixed into one. And I think I'm I should replay it again. It's been a few years. I think I would like it more now because right now I'm on this vibe of like playing old games that kind of like suck and like appreciating them for just being like once again just like a a sort of bucket of like ideas 
And I think sometimes like I play a game and I just want it to be a good game and when it's not, I'm like, fuck you. But then sometimes when a game isn't good and it's just a bucket full of weird incoherent ideas and like piss and like, you know, little like weed shrapnel and shit, I'm like, this is cool, actually. I could huff this all day. This mm-hmm. is very cool. Yeah, I get, so, I think I think I get what you're saying. Like you if it's I mean? if it's not because there's a lot of um video games that are just you're playing them and you're like this this feels like a shitty video game. Yeah. And then there's some shitty video games that you play that you're like, this feels like drugs. Yeah. This just, this just feels insane. Like what is happening? Right. Even if the, even if it, you know, the, the mechanics suck, there's just something happening. That's making your, your lizard brain just be like, where am I? What's, what's going on right now? This is a unique experience. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think, does not happen often right. especially in video games yeah and like like right now i'm playing uh this uh near there's this like ps3 game called near i'm playing the remake called near replicant and it's totally like this kind of vibe where it's like so many bad ideas and so many good ideas and it's super repetitive and kind of like awful and boring and i'm just playing it and just playing it and playing it because it's like there's something transcendent about how like weird and repetitive it is and I just like can't stop playing it and it's just like yeah like sometimes you're just in the mood for that and you're just like yes this hits and like the ideas are cool enough that like this hits and I, th- I think that Metal Gear Solid 2 might just be a better like non-Metal Gear game than it is a Metal Gear game yeah I, I think the the kind of the narrative and the ending are what carry it, but I, I, you know, I already said it. I, I do like the gameplay. I think more than you do, but yeah, but yeah, as a Metal Gear game, it it only works as being like this subversive like text to yeah. itself, mm-hmm. and then you know it was supposed to be the last one, and that's that's like a huge part of it. Um, but yeah, that ending, man. We've t- we talked about it last time, so we don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to talk about. It. We can move on to one, but that fucking ending. I don't know. I loved it this last time. I, I think I can't remember if I mentioned this, but um, my girlfriend was watching me watch it on YouTube, and she was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Turn it off." You mean your fiance? Turn- your fiance? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Jamie, strike that from the record. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> can we? We'll get a bleep on that. I, I forget. Yeah, <laughs> my. <laughs> Jamie, uh, fuck that, you. <laughs> I think the the Got him. The Don't why why watch me, motherfucker? Is <laughs> <laughs> me. We're talking Alex Jones. We're talking Joe Rogan. Let's go, dude. Adrenochrome. Come on. What's up? Let's talk about Alpha Brain. <laughs> Have you smoked DMT before? <laughs> I smoked. The, I smoked crack, dude. I told yeah, you. Dude. Yeah, we're on, we're doing the crack in the fucking isolation chamber today. <laughs> yeah, dog. <laughs> the Hunter Biden challenge. I do on need TikTok. to turn. On, I need to turn on the AC. It's hot in here. It is. It's a little warm. The AC turned off. I'm feeling sure. fired up. That uh, <laughs> bleeping that. Would I might go be naked snakes than <laughs> than leaving it. I feel. Yeah. No. Upon thinking about that. I'll oh like, right. It sounds like you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's something a lot worse. Yeah, t- right? something. yeah, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we never do that. No, yeah, yeah. Well, I think too, you know, I'll say this with certain games, it's hard to like get past your first impression. And I think that like the way I play video games now is so different than I did. Like, well, so, okay, I've said this on the show a bunch of times, but like I took a 10 year 
break from video that's games. That's insane. Yeah, like so when that's I was insane to me. Nothing w- compared to me, doggy. When I was really? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that would be like I was celibate for ten years. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, no, so what happened was when I was a kid, I played such an insane amount of video games. It was like I was just like I was just like mainlining video games just all the fucking time. Cause like when I was a kid, I didn't sleep. Like I sleep a lot now because I'm making up for like the first 18 years of my life being mostly sleepless. It's not good, man. That changes your brain chemistry when you're developing. <laughs> yeah. Have you met me, dude? Like, <laughs> like it's, I'm fucking weird. It's apparent. Yeah. And so like I played so many video games and then like I turned 18 and then I was like, you know what's up now? Music. And like I stopped playing video games and I was like, okay, I need to do music. I need to like. I was always a big reader, but I was like, I need to read more and I need to like watch cool movies and shit. So I didn't play video games for basically a decade. There's a little handful of games I played in that time, but like literally a handful. And then like in, we you know in my late twenties, I was like, I'm going to play video games again. And then I just like dove back into it. Back and, on the wagon. Yeah. yeah. That's and, how they get you. And now I play like a fuck ton of video games again. And so it's weird. Like in between my brain changed a lot from many things including (laughs) discovering sleep and you know doing all sorts of weird shit in my life and whatever and so it's like i feel like when i was younger when i would play video games it was like this crazy like overstimulation thing where it's just like i just want to like play the game and the game just like rocks and like my favorite company that made games was treasure that's the company that made like gunstar heroes ikaruga i don't know if you know any of these games but their, their games were basically the screen is just full of shit yeah, I know, Gun- I know Gunstar Heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocks, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like the screen is full of bullets and you're a little guy and you dodge the bullets. So it's like the most like psychotic, like overstimulating like video game <laughs> ever. And when I reapproached it as an adult, it was weird to think that like, to find that like, I still get bored easily when playing video games, which is not something that happens to me in normal life. In normal life, I don't really experience boredom a lot because like I can literally just like, I just think way too much. I could stare yeah. at a wall and just entertain myself. You know what I mean? But like when I'm playing video games, I weirdly like get bored. But then I also like if I'm into what's going on, I enjoy a game that just like turns off for a while and I can just like either play it kind of mindlessly or just like watch something. Death Stranding, baby. Death Stranding. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Death Stranding does like the movie at the end of Death Stranding, the like three hour movie at the end was like amazing. And like when I was a kid, if I played that, I would have I would have just like literally unplugged the console from the wall. I was like this <laughs> fuck this. But now it's like I fuck with that. So I wonder if I would have more fun with 2 like now. I played a little bit of 2 a couple times as an adult and it was kind of just like the bad feelings came back. It was also just like you know, you just like remember like your shitty home life when you're a kid and you're just like <laughs> in the basement on the tiny TV and like your life is all fucked up and so I think I need to like re like I need to like reconnect with Metal Gear Solid Two maybe is like sort of the verdict. Give it give it a go. Um, fucking I mean just watching the YouTube. You could if you really didn't want to play it, you could just watch the YouTube. Like I said, yeah. like I said last time. Um, I enjoyed it this last time. That's because that's what I did. I, this last time I just watched it. And I really enjoyed it. And I think I was really digging into some of the themes and stuff. But yeah, yeah as a narrative, like, yeah, don't go looking for a character study, Ali. God damn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. I mean, I watch stuff on YouTube sometimes, but I generally don't. I generally like to play shit because once again, that's just how my brain works. Like I watch someone doing it. I'm like, no, no, no. I want to do that. Yeah. You totally. know what I mean? 
It's like sometimes like when you're really hungry and you watch like a cooking show, oh, you're just fuck like, that. you're just like, no, <laughs> I don't want you no eat. <laughs> I eat. Now. I'd, rather, I'd rather just be hungry and watch waking life. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you want to watch. Waking what's your life. position? No, I hate what's waking it? Yeah. Life. <laughs> waking life is a pretty Never bad movie. Oh my God. Waking life sucks. Dude, dude. Well, do you know what's funny though? Is for years, I thought waking life was cool because I watched it when I was super young and like really high. Yeah, that's that's the target demo. And so, like, I never watched it again. Anytime someone said Waking Life, I was like, oh, Waking Life? Waking Life, cool. And then, like, I did watch it again when I was, like, 23 or 24, and I was like, ugh, what the fuck? This sucks. If I, like, watched Waking Life today... I would it would just be an hour and a half of me just cringing and covering dude, my eyes. It's so bad. Dude. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I think Mel Gear Solid 2, the other thing now that I'm thinking of. Uh <laughs> what do you what you what you need? I'm trying to I'm I'm not trying to break the uh the kayfabe of the podcast. <laughs> no, break kayfabe. it, dude. Break it. Oh, you, I, I didn't know if that was the last. Yeah, I, it's not live. I edited it. The last oh, it's not live? <laughs> Your entire Christian's entire worldview just got shook. What do you want? No, I just want yeah, a what bu- do you need? I'll take a bottle Bud Light Lime. <laughs> oh my god. You just interrupted that so you could get a bottle. Well, I thought that was the last Bud Light Lime. There's more cans also. Yeah, well, now that I know now that we're just in it, I want a bottle. Fuck you. What? Oh, baby wanting baba. <laughs> That was so unnecessary. It's hard to have depression Fentanyl. in your thirties, dude. You <laughs> yourself. Nah, me. I fucking plow through that shit. Aren't you like thirty? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm worried about you. I'm thirty and flirty, baby. I'm gonna be thirty-five soon. <laughs> Damn, yeah, dude. it's okay if you don't want to be friends with me anymore. <laughs> Damn, you're thirty-five. Yeah. Ick. You do. You couldn't even tell, right? I'm doing something right. <laughs> I guess. I don't know if I go that far. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. This is a brutal. Where were we? (laughs) All right, one. One. Mel Gear Solid. So Mel Gear Solid to me is always just like the best. The OG? Well, because like okay, not really, but you've got the pre and I don't think we need to spend a lot of time talking about like the, the older Mel Gear Solid or the older Metal Gear games. Because like, I don't know, unless you are, are you dying? To oh, you? we're doing an entire episode about that. <laughs> no, 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 like, no, no. I've played, obviously I played the NES Metal Gear because I was like, I was a big NES kid. Like, even though I'm a little, I know I'm a fucking old as dirt and I should just die. <laughs> yeah, but, did you invent it? <laughs> I did. Um, like, uh, I was, even though I'm a little young, we had an NES and I had older sisters. So I love the NES. Even like before we got like newer consoles, I just played the shit out of the NES. And so I love the NES Metal Gear. And then like I got older and it's like, oh, NES Metal Gear sucks. You have to play the real thing, blah, blah. And then you play those like, yeah, these are better. You know, MSX Metal Gear rocks. Um, MSX Metal Gear 2 is like the best shit. It's so good. That's the, so good for, what was it, 16 bit? Yeah. Yeah, fucking for sure. amazing for that era. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Like I maybe I said the wrong system. I don't know. Don't fucking email me about it. But you it's know, on, yeah, it's on the MSX, or, MSX? or the MSX two. I can't remember. Yeah, it's like there's it's, yeah one of those like weird like Japanese A like computer PC, yeah PC engine type shit. Anyway, yeah. The point is that Metal Gear Metal Gear two especially is like a fucking banger. Great game. But then like Metal Gear Solid is just so is cra- a remake of Metal Gear two. Right, and it's so crazy because like as a remake 
it adds so much and it totally changes the context of the games and just changes everything into this like crazy cinematic super fun thing and like that's what i loved about it when i first played it as a kid um is that like you know it was like watching a movie and but like you got to play a cool game awesome and it was short so you could go to your friend's house and beat it in the afternoon and then like play it again the next week and like just keep playing it and just got like better each time yeah, uh, yeah. it it was so that's funny i didn't know that you played the the original metal gear before you ever played metal gear solid that's pretty awesome yeah. i feel like that's not most people's experience because did you play metal gear solid the, was that your like first outing yeah i mean so i'm not ancient <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's literally one year older than me. But my first yeah, experience was, <laughs> jeez, this is gonna make me kick you out. This is elder abuse. This is this Let's is ageism. Uh, <laughs> this is the point I wanted to reach. <laughs> oh, but, plot details. Ooh, very interesting. Very interesting. Oh, you're old. You're old, dude. <laughs> but, 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 you're but, old but. as dust. Hey, and actually, right now I'm 34. So you look good. Yeah. Right. Nope, nobody guesses. <laughs> I, oh, I'm about to be in September, so. 30, 34. 34. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm October. That's fun. Nice. Yeah. We should have a joint birthday party. Yeah. I know ne- <laughs> I never do anything for my birthday. So what 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 Chinese calendar year is that? Snake. Snake? Rabbit. Rabbit? I was joking. I was making a metal gear oh. joke. I'm actually the year of the rabbit sick but uh, but what you're saying is basically we both played Metal Gear Solid that was like our first yeah yeah inkling with that you know universe at all mm-hmm. um, but that I think that's pretty universal is that PlayStation came out fucking demo disc Pizza Hut de- demo disc came out yep. hell yep. yeah you popped it in you're like oh shit this is a fucking movie yeah and, and literally everyone was like okay that's you know, where we were playing Mario and now we're playing a, this like fucking Hollywood, like really gritty fucking, you know, spy thriller. Mm-hmm. And you got your scuba gear on and you fucking pop up in, you know, the the basement of Shadow Moses or the dock. Yeah. Just the, the atmosphere and the aesthetic of that entire game is so fucking like almost uh, cliche 90s gritty. Yeah. At this point, it just nails that so hard. Yeah. And that's why it's that's why it's the the fucking classic is that yeah, the the gameplay obviously is like, you know, like you're saying, it's super tight. You feel like you're in survivor mode, but that fucking story is so it's a bottle episode. You don't need to know who fucking big boss is. You don't need to know about, you know, any of the other tertiary shit. He he takes those and throws them in. They're the spice on top. You know they're trying to get uh you know big boss's remains or whatever, and they're trying to do the liquid wants to do the boss's will, all of that. But the core story is so fucking simple and good that it's just like classic. And if they are ever gonna make a movie out of this shit, which you know they're fucking gonna put their little grubby paws on, <laughs> and they're gonna try and do that, just make solid. Just make Metal yeah. Gear Solid. Just Make that the movie. It's a perfect movie. Yeah. It is literally like from a, like looking at like a script of like a Hollywood movie. It's perfect. Just yeah. adapt it. Cut yeah. out the fat, make it two hours. Just do it. Mm-hmm. But 
they won't. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, and it was such a game changer because like, I don't know, it just nailed certain things you didn't expect. Yeah, like the Hollywood feel of it, the like 90s action thriller feel of it was unexpected that it nailed it. But also like little things like, I remember the first thing I noticed in that game was the sound. The sound is really good. Yeah. So like all the voice lines and the music and sound effects all sound amazing and like was super uncommon at the time. Like obviously on the PlayStation versus like the Nintendo 64, like using CDs meant that you could put higher quality sound on it. So like all PlayStation games sounded better, but like if you played a game like, I don't know, like Gex or like <laughs> something where there was like voice lines in it, like even on the PlayStation, they sounded like shit. It was a dude like, oh, I feel like I'm in William Shatner's underpants. Or like, it just sounded like fucking sh- You guys didn't get that because I did that in the mic. You're not wearing headphones. But anyway, but it sounded <laughs> And I'm really- not 500 years old. That's exactly. That's it. Yep. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> this is it, dude. Is it- <laughs> You're right. I'm not going to kick you out of the band. I'm going to kill you. Bring it- Christian's bringing some energy to the pot. This, like, hey, this is how I wanted to go out. <laughs> some Christian- die all these hands. Stabbed by an Arab. <laughs> yeah, I've always dreamed. That's a, a true patriot that's a song end. title. Right exactly, dude. That's no, all right. I, we do have a song. The Mujahideen. <laughs> we have a song called Arab Stardust that I'm just waiting to release. That's dope. It's a terrible song title. I love it. Anyway, point is, uh, the audio always sounded like shit. And you listen to Metal Gear Solid, and it's like the voice lines sound great. The the sound effects sound like every sound effect in that game is iconic because it sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude, the fucking um codex or codec noise. Oh, yeah, it's so funny. Um, it, not only is it iconic, but for a long time, the uh Arab <laughs> like <laughs> Arab countries version of the Nokia cell phone shipped with a sound that is like identical to that as the default ringtone. Oh yeah. So like if you were in like the meshit or you were in a place with a bunch of Arab people, like you would hear that sound and always wig me out and I'd always be like, do you guys know what Metal Gear Solid is? And I'd be like, no. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like shut up. And I was like, ah oh, shit. Dude. We're on a mission. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it was so funny. Like you'd be at the meshit and like someone's like fucking so, like Nokia would go off. <laughs> yeah, I actually, exclamation mark over the head during call to prayer. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I, <laughs> I actually googled this. Jamie, put that in post. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay, so I I got I kept asking people this for years. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, did you guys have like a? Because I didn't have a Nokia. You know the the blue iconic like Nokia. Yeah, play Snake on it. Yeah, so I didn't have one of those, but I kept asking people who did. I was like, did you guys have one? And did it ship with like the Metal Gear Solid noise? And everyone said no, no, no. And then I asked one of my friends who's from Egypt. And he said, yes. And I was like, well, shit. And then I Googled it. And it's because the Nokia's that shipped to the Arab world, like the whole Middle East had a different set of ringtones and like a different set of like default ringtones. And like that. So for some reason, that was like the default one. So if anyone got theirs imported from that part of the world and swapped Sims or like you're from that part of the world and you just have a phone from there, it had the fucking Metal Gear Solid. That's so dope. Yeah. Do you think it was a? Uh, it was like just um, 
inspired by that or do you think that they literally like had this it probably not the same sound file right it was probably just like yeah, somebody well, who was first. like it, it actually could be because this is a, another weird like google deep dive on like a year ago was that the way that they used to do a lot of sound and music in that era was that people would just have these giant sound libraries that you buy on like a cd-rom so you'd get a cd-rom with like a sick like cg looking cover that was like three thousand sounds and it would oh, be shit. It's a lot of sounds. Yeah. yeah, and it would be everything from like like synth patches to like sound effects to anything that you could just plug into a MIDI program and hit a key to signal to the computer that to like play the sound. And so that could have been just a sound on one of those sound banks. And a lot of them were were like they weren't like license based. It was just that if you bought the thing, like the CD cost like a thousand dollars because you bought it and got the the rights to use the sounds on it. Now that's what I call sound effects. Thirteen, exactly. So I think that maybe that may be just a sound from one of those CDs. But that's why, like, if you look up like like Ocarina of Time, like you can find all the individual sounds they used, and it's like see the CDs they came from, and they're all hilarious looking. But it's just like, oh yeah, like somebody like like the composer wrote it just probably on like piano, and then you know played it into the MIDI program, and then placed the sounds into the different parts. But like initially, it was just like midi like raw like this is the note you know and then you can plug in the sound so anyway it could have just been a sound on one of those cds <laughs> but that's fucking awesome yeah like, i yeah to have that like preloaded like you just get your phone and you're just you're just cool yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah dude i wish my phone made that noise with the reverb though because that's the thing is that in the game it's got this sick i was gonna say there's a lot of like reverb and echo yeah we're like walking through a puddle and like having a panic attack because a guard heard it yeah. and i'm like i'm never playing this game again because <laughs> on the precipice of panic attack the entire time yeah but that's what's so sick about metal gear solid as well is that like it was so tense. Yeah. And it was so difficult. And like, to me, I always associate it with that same era of horror games like Resident Evil, for example, because it like gave you that same feeling of like, I don't want to get caught. You know, I, I don't want to see this thing. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of, it's kind of got those tank controls a little bit, you know, it's yeah. got the isometric kind of like viewpoint. Um, but it, yeah, it, it, it does feel like it was inspired some of that early horror. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Because of just the 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 atmosphere, oppressive atmosphere, controls that when you first pick them up feel a little clunky, but once you like master them, you're like, oh, I'm running this shit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think part of it too, and like I neglected to mention this earlier, but like Yoji Shinkawa's like concept art in this yeah. is like that coupled with like low polygon count, it's like it's the same thing as like a really cool album that has dope album art. Yeah. Like it kind of like bridges together in your mind. So when you're playing like, okay, I don't see Solid Snake's eyes like on the character model, but I can look through the like pamphlet and be like, oh, he looks sick as hell in this. Yeah. And it looks close enough that it, yeah, bridges that gap. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I think as an illustrator, that guy too is like... Fucking God tier, man. He's, it's, he's amazing. And it's like, it's he's not someone you like hear about really either. Yeah. And he yeah. paints like so, like this is getting technical, but it's like he paints with ink. He paints with like watercolor. 
and it's extremely gestural, but he's painting these extremely geometric, like military weapons and mechs in a way that's just like, I have no idea how this guy does it. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah he's like the perfect marriage between like, uh, almost like a pre- impressionistic. Yeah, totally. But yeah. then also like technical because he designs all the mechs and de- the weapons and shit. Mm-hmm. Every, everything's like in proportion, in perspective, and he's drawing with the hardest materials to do it with. And it just seems like it just flows out of him. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I don't know. It's It blows my mind every time I look at and it. And isn't that like a traditional like Japanese technique is the like the ink drawing, you know, like a, uh, it's like the... You know, a very like thick brush that you use ink with. There is a there is a sure, yeah, form yeah. of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yukio E is the the thing you're thinking of for there's a form of traditional Japanese illustration. But yeah, for like concept art to be like so atmospheric and cool yeah. looking versus like if you look at like, oh World of Warcraft, let me draw <laughs> this dwarf from like three angles. It's, it's an like, orc. It's an orc. You know, well, like that was like, dude, some of my favorite art direction of all time is in the PS1 era. And it's exactly what you're talking about. And mm-hmm. like I think the the other company that did it really well, Konami did it really well with a with a couple games, but um Squaresoft. I was, I was just gonna guess, can I say Square Enix? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Squaresoft did it super well. And like, oh God, maybe you remember this. Um the the guy who was like the main character designer for the Final Fantasy series for years. Yeah, I remember there's two of them. Yoshitaka Amano. Yeah, yeah. Oh, who did? Yeah, I think it was five or six. Yeah. And it's like he does like a similar watercolor style. style. It's very like fantasy. Uh Uh-huh. And it's very like androgynous. He did like Final Fantasy nine. Yeah. Have you seen his movie? Angel's Egg? Yeah, I have. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies. That is. No dialogue. Just insane visuals pure poetry yeah Yeah. just the sickest music you've ever heard it's so fucking and it's like yeah it's like totally transcends anime like it's technically an anime but it's basically just a great experimental film yeah Uh, i've seen it i've seen people post about it so i like i've seen the visuals um mm -hmm. i've never actually watched it should it should i give it a go yes it's on youtube dude you can watch it oh it's on youtube okay nice i have a fucking angel's egg shirt Dude, that's like Sick. how insane my like fandom. I'm always trying to get people to watch Angel's Egg, but like mm-hmm. um yeah. his stuff and and I don't know if he exactly did some of the games I'm thinking of, but he did a lot of work for Squaresoft in the mm-hmm. in the PS1 era. And some of those games kind of did that same thing where they like took this insane art and like mapped it onto like this low poly look. So like mm-hmm. there's a game called Vagrant Story. Yeah. yeah. Vagrant mm-hmm. Story is like maybe the best art design like art direction of like the ps1 era mm-hmm. um i guess I'm, i mean you know some of the like brave fencer musashi also has like a crazy look to it and like final fantasy tactics tact well tactics yeah it was a little bit easier i think with the 2d stuff like to kind of like get that look to come through so i really love it in the when the like 3d stuff really like nails the like the look of the concept art yeah but yeah metal gear absolutely like does that and it has such a cool look and like such a cool feel to just like the visuals and the, the art and you can tell it. like they gave a shit about like like all the characters they were making right. like I remember as a kid yeah it's like flipping through the pamphlet and then like you know I feel like the design of all the characters everyone's super unique from a gameplay standpoint it's all a different gameplay mechanic for each boss yeah but I mean it's like and it's like the thing that sucks is like thinking about like to die like divert a bit is like the Final Fantasy 7 remake where it's like dude yeah it's bad 
<laughs> when you see things get like upgraded poly count and it's just like, oh, you have so much power and it looks so lame. Yeah. yeah. And it like detracts from like the experience you had yep. playing when you're younger. Yeah. So well, it's, yeah, I just got that new anime kind of polish or, or whatever you want to, mm-hmm. you know, call that uh it's definitely like leaning into that mm-hmm. yeah and i don't know how you would even avoid that because the cgi-ness of new anime is that's part of it so mm-hmm. like how do you, making a game that looks like that old school anime style you'd probably have to do some like sort of cell shading or something you know what i mean you'd have yeah. to make it look not as cgi and make it more animated but yeah it is a bummer, I think, with newer games that there isn't more, like, emphasis on that, like, kind of highly stylized, like, art direction thing. Because I think that, like, for me, like, thinking back to, like, the GameCube era, which is, like, that's an era of games I love. Like, and I think at that time, I sort of thought the future would be more stylized because there's so much, like, heavily stylized games yeah. on, like, the GameCube. But then, like, okay, we're here, we're in the future, and there's a lot of games that just have kind of bland art direction yeah because it's just going for either realism or just like a high fidelity yeah a lot of the time they don't even like maybe this isn't true but they don't do the art they just make the the fucking model right you know they just make Mm -hmm. models and they don't they don't really have somebody that's like creating this fleshed out to like character yeah we did we did an episode about castlevania where we talked about that how like the the spiritual successor um bloodstained that came out like a few years ago like it's a really good game but like when you compare it to symphony of the night it's like the art is dog shit it's just like kind of bland 3d model bullshit so it's like a weird like dissonance because like when you play symphony of the night it looks amazing 100 percent. and like yeah. you're just so immersed in it because everything you see looks is like the coolest thing you've ever seen and it keeps going until the very end of the game like the bosses at the end of the game are just like the coolest shit you've ever seen yeah. whereas like you play bloodstain and you're like having a lot of fun but then like there's a part of your brain where you're like this looks so dumb dude <laughs> like this looks like shit and like i actually really want to replay that game but that's kind of a thing that's stopping me because sometimes i'm like i should play that and i'm like it looks so stupid <laughs> like you know so it's I, I I feel like in some ways it almost feels like a lost art and like when you play a newer game that has great art direction or art design it's almost like like jarring you're like oh yeah. shit like um this game that came out last year called Solar Ash it's by the people who made Hyper Light Drifter which is like probably my favorite game of like the last 10 years I wouldn't mean to play that yeah Hyper Light Drifter amazing Solar Ash amazing it looks like if you were playing a Dreamcast game and you were just like fucked on psychedelics like it's like so sick and like that was a game that just like or like um this game called um blasphemous that came out a few years ago that's yeah, like yeah. another great game very much like symphony, symphony of the night yeah but like the way that they the direction they took it into being like super detailed pixel art like yeah way more than symphony of the night was like so cool so every time you get to a boss like you don't even want to fight it you're just like <laughs> i just want to look because that's the sickest shit I've ever seen. And so, like, yeah, that kind of shit um, is always exciting, you know, when you when you get to see that nowadays, which is kind of sad. It's sad to think about. It's just like, how do we have so many cool, awesome games and all of our fucking consoles are more powerful than, like, the average computer even seven years ago, and yet, like, art design is kind of, like... T- and now everything just looks like Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a bummer, kind of. Sorry, I'm too old to enlist. <laughs> 
<laughs> Are you? I thought you were so young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What happened? Oh, you oh, flipped. Weird, huh? I mean, I could still make it. I'm jacked enough. <laughs> yeah, for the listener, Christian's really, really jacked. I'm fucking swole, dude. You're, you, are, you also, though, I didn't mention, you are an extremely talented illustrator. You're a great artist. Ex-illustrator. <laughs> no, you still... Boo. I gave it up, dude. No, dude. You still you still know how to bang those pots and pans, dude. You know what's up. From time to time. Yeah. So anyway, that's why you have some insight on that. Yeah, dude. drawing some anime waifus. <laughs> yeah, dude. On my Patreon. Yeah, get get them commissions, man. Do you, um, oh but do you exclusively do it with a mouse and then you have one of those mouse pads where it's like a girl and then the boobs are the wrist rest? Obviously, no, it's her butt. Oh, dude, a man of culture. Ross is an ass man. Don't forget it. Finally, some good food, dude. Exactly. What are the top Metal Gear Solid waifus? Oh, boy. (laughs) Isn't there only one woman in the entire game? Oh, no, there's two. There's two. In one? You got your through pick. all the through the entire or the series. Entire, he, all right, you're going through the entire. I'm trying series. to. I'm trying to wow. tear. Oh, list. I thought you meant Mel. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, one you got sniper rifle, got Meryl, but that's that's, that's it. That's it. Or uh, no, no, no. Isn't there someone you call on the codec? Oh, oh Natasha. Oh. And Natasha, there are oh. four characters. There are fucking four. And Naomi. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so actually, like a ton of Wait, potential girlfriends. <laughs> Uh, what? <laughs> Wait, hold on. I was I was mixing up Natasha for Naomi. Who Maybe it's Nat- like Nastasha. But which one? She's yeah. a uh, she's like a weapons expert. Oh yeah. She like okay. has a cigarette in her Kodak thing. It's like oh yeah. The Soliton radar does oh, not detect. Right, bleh, bleh, right. Bleh, bleh. Yes, Russian accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Like a bowl cut or something. Yeah. yeah, okay. Super hot, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> he gives you a you know a couple options. B tier for her. <laughs> B tier. Okay, Mel B-tier. you're solid too. <laughs> Mel, you're solid too. You got Fortune, you yeah. got um Olga. 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 Olga's bae, dude. Olga's ass. She was rocking that. End the segment. Olga. <laughs> Olga's my girlfriend, dude. She was rocking Olga's the wife, She was dude, rocking dude. the hairy armpits before that was like, you know. Then she gets trendy. a cute little bob in the in the shell section. Her hair grows out a little bit. Yep. 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 She dro- cool. she dies tragically. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That does Which it for is, you. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> yeah. It's the most unattainable waifu. <laughs> This podcast is getting epic, this dude. Is cursed. <laughs> yeah, and wasn't she like pregnant while you were trying to kill her in the tanker section too? Yeah, she was with child. Yeah, with <laughs> child. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> oh yeah, because her father Sergey Gerlukovich yep. wanted her to leave. See, you played these recently, so you I can, did. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. you can jump in with. Okay, the, well, yeah, this is fun then. Okay, Mel Gear Solid Three. Uh, the boss. Yeah, Eva. Uh, obviously Eva or Ava. Yeah, Eva. Are there any other? I, I guess there's just, paramedic. Paramedic. <laughs> she's she's F tier, dude. <laughs> paramedic. She's D tier. Married to the job. No thanks. <laughs> what about the like weapons expert though? Uh, I thought that was. Well, I'm, he's a guy. Yeah. So but I just want. I just want. Well, if we're gonna Stiggins expand, I want, I want. No, no, no. I just want to take a little like side track. If we're gonna expand to just people you could fuck, I mean, you're gonna have to no! list every character. You want to fuck him, Ollie? That's you gross. Wanna, you want to fuck Sigint? <laughs> Is that no, his name, right? You yeah. definitely want to fuck him. What's her face? Talks to you about uh, old movies the entire time. That's that's. Oh, that was annoying. That was one of them that. on the the codec. Wasn't that paramedic? That's paramedic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
F tier. F tier. All right. All right. Uh, Remember who's Eva, that? Wait, hold A-tier. on. A tier. Who's that? Uh, that YouTuber that you were watching play uh, three? That was like any. <laughs> Dude, you, all right. Dark Side Phil. Yeah. Anybody? Oh my God. No. Yeah. You know yes. Dark Side Phil? Yes. The guy who got this podcast is off hot, on, dude. On you camera, got. You dude. have to check out Dark Side Phil's playthrough of, of <laughs> fucking Metal Gear Solid Three. It's insane. If you're like anything, if you already yeah. listened this far into the podcast, you should just turn it off and watch <laughs> Dark Side Phil. Dark Side Phil is a guy who became notorious for getting caught jerking off on a live stream and just generally being a psychopath. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the most like Call of Duty pilled guy like yeah. trying to play Metal Gear Solid 3 with Dorito dust on his fingers. Yeah, like he was like a pretty common like male type in like the early <laughs> 2010s. Yeah. Like and along with backpack 911 <laughs> rap guy, you yes. also get Dark Side Gamer Man. Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of like fat Call of Duty weird man. And like, like me, he would also enlist, but like he just <laughs> he can't just do can it now. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah, but he's got like, Glock Homer. There's something. been a real long tail on that. Cause like that's kind of how we get to like got weird guys on YouTube now, like Keemstar and like other fucking weirdos who all started as like Call of Duty men. And now we're just like somehow get paid to like be on Twitter. <laughs> it's like, how did we get here? This is so cursed. Breaking down barriers, Dark Side yeah. Phil was. Point being in the Dark Side Phil playthrough of Metal Gear Solid, every time Eva comes through, he just goes, Oh, titties! <laughs> oh, God. It's like, yeah, it's the best tagline ever. Yeah, just, it's, it's fucking sick. He, he hyper fixates on Eva quite a bit. It's great. I mean, there's so many different yeah. versions of Metal Gear Solid 3. Why not one where every time she appears on screen, you can press triangle to hear, Oh, titties! <laughs> like, why not? What's stopping them from doing that? I think it would enhance cowardice? the vision. Yeah. yeah, cowardice is one thing. <laughs> well, what did they call the the like reissue, like subsistence? Yeah. yeah. What would, I don't know what they would call the the next reissue with that tit assistance. <laughs> tit assistance. Sub titty oh, works for boobies. me. <laughs> so epic. Oh my god, that guy rocks. We, we somehow wrap back to three. Because it's well, the best we're, one. We're going through. We're ra- we're ra- we're oh, objectifying we're, women, oh, Josh. Right. We're still wifeing. Okay. All right, so should we? So did we hit everybody in three? What about fucking Stranding? We got a lot of them. <laughs> Stranding's not that kind Dude. of game. <laughs> no. Whoa. You can't Mama? objectify Come on women now. in Mama? Death Stranding. This is like too weird. Yeah, it's all mom stuff. <laughs> well, if you're into that. Hey. <laughs> stepmom. Stuck stepmom in Death Stranding. <laughs> what are you doing, stepmom? <laughs> stepmom is stuck at packaging center. <laughs> <laughs> Stepmom loads truck. Amazon, she's just stuck in the Amazon warehouse. Single mom. Oh, my hand is stuck under this load of decaying books. Please help me. Oh, maybe it'll work better if you take my pants off. Yeah, epic stuff. Epic stuff there. 